0: Hello and welcome back to another episode of Discipleship.ca. My name is Teresa and with me today is Steve. Thanks for joining us as we have another discussion with the hope, prayer, and goal of encouraging you in your daily walk of faith and journey towards Christlikeness as we explore scripture, faith, and the Christian life, as well as talking about what Jesus is teaching us on our journeys of faith. We are continuing on in the Psalms today with Psalm 35. Steve, would you mind reading that for us? <laughs> Sorry, I was going to say something else, and then I was like, uh, I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> but if you could yeah. read that, it would be wonderful.
1: It's like we we should probably choose not to record on Mondays. Cause oh, Monday every mornings, Monday, but, I know. But we do. And sometimes it's like, I don't know why Monday is worse than any other day, but it's like... Sometimes our brains just don't quite connect all the lines and mm-hmm. dots together. Well, it's true.
0: And this is a long psalm today, actually, one of the longer I know. ones. As you said, so it's going to take me a year and a half to read okay, it. Okay, I was exaggerating.
1: Possibly. Psalm 35 Contend, O Lord, with those who contend with me, and fight against those who fight against me. Take hold of shield and buckler and rise for my help. Draw the spear and the javelin against my pursuers. Say to my soul, I am your salvation. Let them be put to shame and dishonor who seek after my life. Let them be turned back and disappointed who devise evil against me. Let them be like chaff before the wind with the angel of the Lord driving them away. Let their way be dark and slippery with the angel of the Lord pursuing them. For without cause they hid their net from me, and without cause they dug a pit for my life. Let destruction come upon him when he does not know it, and let the net that he hid ensnare him. Let him fall into it to his destruction. Then my soul will rejoice in the Lord, exulting in his salvation. All of my bones will say, O Lord, who is like you, delivering the poor from him who is too strong for him, and the poor and needy from him who robs him? Malice witnesses rise up. They ask ask me of things i do not know they repay me evil for good my soul is bereft but but i when they were sick i wore sackcloth i afflicted myself with fasting i prayed with head bowed on my chest i went about as though i grieved for my friend or my brother as one who laments for laments his mother i bowed down in mourning but at my stumbling they rejoiced and gathered they gathered together together against me wretches whom i did not know tore at me without ceasing like profane mockers at a feast they gnash at me with their teeth how long o lord will you look on rescue me from their destruction my precious life from the lions i will thank you in the great congregation in the mighty throng i will praise you let not those rejoice over me who are wrongfully my foes. Let those who wink the eye who hate me without cause. For they do not speak peace, but against those who are quiet in the land, they devise words of deceit. They open wide their mouths against me, and they say, Aha, ah." Sorry. Our eyes have seen it. You have seen, O Lord. Be not silent. O Lord, do not be far from me. Awake and rouse yourself for my vindication, for my cause, my God, and my Lord. Vindicate me, O Lord, my God, according to your righteousness, and let them not rejoice over me. Let them not say in their hearts, "Ah, our hearts desire, but let them say, we have swallowed Him up. Let them be put to shame and disappointed together all together who rejoice in my calamity. Let them be clothed with shame and dishonor who magnify themselves against me. Let those who delight in my righteousness shout for joy and be glad, and say evermore, Great is the Lord who delights in the welfare of his servants. Then my tongue shall tell of your righteousness and your praise all day long.
0: Thank you. That was good. Um, So this psalm, Psalm 35, is commonly known as an imprecatory psalm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, David very strongly is asking God to defeat his enemies. So um, they think this could be at a time when Saul is avidly after him, where he is being pursued and he is in danger. His enemies are all around him. They're lying about him. They want him dead, bodily harm, all of the things. So it starts off with very high emotion. David is pleading. He's contending, asking God to contend with those who contend, with him, and to fight against those who fight against him, rise to help. Yeah. And he's like actively um, asking God to draw a spear and javelin to take care of them. So this isn't just a okay, make yeah. them make them stop leaving me alone. No, it's like make them go away permanently. Yeah, permanently let, remove them, not just from my life but please, from the earth. <laughs> please destroy them. Yeah, like rise up, help me. Um, and then the end of verse three, it's like David needs reassurance here, right? He says. Say to my soul, I am your salvation. God, yeah. confirm to me that yeah. you are my salvation. How many times are we like this? We're pleading with God about something. We're working things out with him. And then all of a sudden, that little bit of human in us is like, just yeah. let me know you well, this are the is, one.
1: This is going back way back at the start. I mean, in episodes, I don't know, in the first oh, 10 yeah, that yeah. we did. We did yeah. assurances, right?
0: That's right. This
1: is the assurance of salvation, which is actually something that we need to test ourselves in all of this over and over and over. Where does our salvation come from? Absolutely. And I mean, this just shows that David has doubts and he's not sure. Mm -hmm. Like, is this the end of me? Right. Is this it? Like, is this where I end now pre-cross David is looking at it going death is death.
0: Of course. Right. Yes. So
1: he's going salvation at that time also meant
0: more life. That's right. right. That's right. But he's, yeah. And again, he's just begging God, show me that I'm not alone. Show me that you're my salvation. And then he switches again yeah. to verse 4 where he says, let them be put to shame and dishonor those who seek after my life. Let them be turned back, disappointed, devise evil against me. Get rid of them. Let them. Dishonor yeah. them. Like just, again, yeah. take care of them for me, God. Verse 5, he continues. You know, I love how he just... It's not just a, a one statement. He like plans out, okay, hey, oh, God, yeah. this is what I want you to do. This is exactly <laughs> I'm just gonna lay out the steps for you here, yeah. okay? <laughs> yeah. If you could just do this, if then you... I would be okay with that. Yeah.
1: And and I mean, don't we <laughs> don't we watch these videos on social media oh, yeah. reels? Like, oh yeah. look at that person falling down the hill. <laughs> right.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this
1: is David going, no, make them fall down. No, the seriously, hill. <laughs> you need to deal with them
0: like this. <laughs> Please. Verse five, he says, like, let them be like the chaff in the wind. Yeah. And then I love how this, he asks God to send an angel to get rid of them, to drive them away. He knows he can't do it on his own, but he knows that God is sovereign over even the angels, over everything. So like, send them away. Mm-hmm. Pursue them away. And yeah. then he, again, he goes, why? Right? Like, um, verse six, let their way be dark and slippery with the angel of the Lord pursuing them. Yeah. And so there's that, there's that bit, right? Fear.
1: There's that bit where the angel of the Lord is either salvation or death. Or
0: death. That's right. 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 We see the angel of death, which is in the, uh, like, David would have known all about that. Oh, yeah. At this point in Israel's yeah, yeah. history, right? He would have absolutely known that. And he's not asking for the angel to come and rescue. He's asking for the angel to deal with them permanently. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Drive them away. And then he says, Why? Right, David tells God, they're after me, but they have no reason. They're persecuting me, but they have no reason. Right, Without cause, they dig a pit for my destruction. And I think in here, um, for without cause, they hid their net for me. Right, They're trapping him there. We can see a little bit of Jesus in this part too, where they persecuted Jesus, they went after Jesus, and they had no reason. And now on this side of the cross, there is persecution for those of us who follow Jesus. Mm -hmm. There are times where people are after us. There are times where people try to trap Christians and and do them bodily harm, and they hate them for no other reason than Jesus.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: So we can kind of see a little bit of that there as well. And then in verse 8, he's like, let destruction come upon him when he does not know it. Yeah. And let the net that he hid, so the net from verse 7... Yep. For David, let mm-hmm. them fall into it themselves to his own destruction. So yep. again, David's like, okay, hey God, those who persecute me, let them be detra- betrayed, are destroyed, sorry, let their nets that they set for themsel- for me, let them fall into it themselves. You know, let, let them destroy themselves. It'll be yep. their own making. Yep. So exactly. David says, and then, then my soul will rejoice in the Lord, exalting in his salvation. I love how David's like, okay, God, you do this, and then he's already planning ahead to rejoice i'm gonna rejoice yeah. in you god i know you're gonna deliver me this is what i'm going to do
1: yeah well and it's <laughs> i mean don't we do that though we know mm. that people are out to get us and and you know at times you you hope to trap people with their own words yeah you hope oh, to trap people in their true. own their own actions because <clears throat> that that's like the ultimate mm. defeat right yeah. like so absolutely <clears throat> being in, in you know, lots of debate kind of type situations. That's oh, what you're you. trying to do. Right,
0: I have never, but is, yes. <laughs> is
1: you are trying to get somebody to set a trap yeah. for you that you spring on them, like intellectually. Right. We do this all yes. the time. Yeah, uh, kids, kids, when they want something from their parents, parents, when they want their kids yeah. to behave a certain way, like we do this all Turn the time. Turn the words around and use them right? on them. Yeah, or, or you're like, you know, hey, where were you? this other day mm-hmm. and it's like the Sorry person that, knows that oh trap. dang there is a trap <laughs> set here cuz this is how do i answer this do i tell the truth and get in trouble right. or do i do i fudge it yeah. knowing that they might already know where I
0: was. Or, do you, or did you, know you see I mean? me while I was doing that? And yeah. do you know exactly where I was and what I was doing and how many people were driving in my car? Oh, yeah. <laughs> that, <laughs> that kind
1: of did, a thing. Maybe may a true story
0: here. <laughs> Maybe. Anyway. Yeah, anyways, <laughs> um, so then he's planning to rejoice. And then verse 10 and 11, or sorry, verse 10 only. <clears throat> All my bones shall say, O Lord who is like you, Delivering the poor for him who is too strong for him, the poor and needy from him who robs him. That's
1: so the him, him, him is very confusing.
0: D- well, David often does that, though. Yeah. Don't you find that? Like, yeah, and this th- is he's why an English nightmare.
1: This this is why sometimes it's really important to slow down when you read and when you're trying to understand and take the personal pronouns and figure out who they who actually Who is he talking about. For.
0: Here, I don't think it's too confusing. Do you feel no, it's confusing here? It,
1: it reads confusing because you're saying him, 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 him. so him. much. But, you know, it, it's pretty simple. But yeah. it, it feels
0: confusing. It does feel confusing. I think um, the, one of the main points in this verse is that it's the Lord who delivers. Yes. In his time, yes. in his way, because in our own strength, we don't have it. We can't do it. We need the Lord. So what do we do? We praise him. We keep our eyes on him and we wait right? Uh, Verse 11 and 12, it goes back to false accusations, malicious people, right? Mm -hmm. Malicious witnesses rise up. They ask me of things that I do not know. They repay me evil for good. My soul is bereft. Now, it leaves David feeling this bereft feeling, which is the dictionary definition is sad, lonely, lacking something that is needed, right? Like just empty and sorrowful. Yep. Then verse uh, 13 and 14 go on, but I, right? So, but I, when they were sick, I wore sackcloth. I afflicted myself with fasting. I prayed with my head bowed on my chest. I went about as though I grieved for my friend and my brother. As one who laments his mother, I bowed down in mourning. Yeah. So he says to God, this is what I did. I did things the right way. I turned to you. I was grieved. I was hurting. But I did things righteously.
1: Yeah. And and you, if you go back in this mm-hmm. this psalm, maybe you got more than than I've got in front of me, but mm-hmm. they don't really know when this psalm was written, like what. No, enemy we said that. Yeah, that's about, right, right. We talked
0: about that in the beginning. But
1: but if you think about the people who are always pursuing David, most of the time. He had walked life with those people at some point. So at one point Saul, they were friends. Saul, he served trusted people. Abimelech was his son. Like you know, like there's these moments where you mm-hmm. realize like David was in the thick of life with these people yeah. and in their corner, and then circumstances uh, led to the spot where now they were adversaries. So David is actually saying that the truth here. It's like like I. I was deep in it with these Mm. people. I was in their corner. I grieved with them, right? Mm -hmm. And now they're out to kill me. Yeah. So there's more
0: than just, there's like a betrayal here. It goes deeper than just, Mm -hmm. they're after me. Like when it's somebody that you once trusted, it it hurts more. It goes deeper.
1: Yeah. Well, it's that that they're like a friend or a brother, right? Yeah,
0: that's right. Verse 15 and 16, it gets kind of serious. But at my stumblings, they rejoiced and gathered. They gathered together against me wretches whom i did not know tore at me without ceasing. So here you see where they've got this crowd mentality going, right? And
1: yeah, they've which,
0: all gathered against him.
1: Which makes you think of like Abimelech, like how <laughs> what did hmm. he stand at the gates hmm. for like a year? And or was it longer?
0: Rise up. Yeah, what could have been longer
1: heating just kept saying like, yep. "Oh, did you did, did the king give yeah. you what you needed?" Oh, that's horrible that he didn't. Yeah, oh.
0: just that constant undermining, right? that constant belittling. Yeah. Yeah, like profane mockers at a feast, they gnash at me with their teeth. So here, they're laughing at his suffering endlessly, but then they gnash at me with their teeth. So here, it's describing a picture of godless, wild, unhinged people. Yeah, And so then David turns from that and goes, asks God a question. How long, O Lord, will you look on? Rescue me from their destruction. My precious life from the lions. (laughs) I love how he calls us. you know, God, I'm precious to you. you I'm precious. How long we let this happen? But again, David is recognizing God's sovereignty here. He knows that God sees this. He knows that it's in God's hands. And so he's asking to be rescued. Yep. And then he goes on and says, all of this is happening. I will thank you in the great congregation, in the mighty throng, I will praise you.
1: Keep me alive and I will praise you.
0: Uh, Loudly, in front of the group, in front of people you will be the one that Mm -hmm. I'm calling to and praising. So again, there's that. It's not a private thing. It is a public outward expression. Verse 19. Let not those who rejoice over me, who are wrongfully my foes, and let not those wink the eye who hate me without cause. I'm going to go all the way to verse 21. For they do not speak peace, but against those who are quiet in the land, they devise words of deceit. Mm -hmm. They open wide their mouths against me and they say, aha, aha, our eyes have seen it. So they're, again, trapping him. Uh, For no reason they hate him. Don't let them rejoice over me, God. Put a stop to this. Mm -hmm. You know, that feeling of they're laughing at me, they're everything that maybe doesn't go the way I want, they're rejoicing over and that feeling, I think we all know that feeling, maybe not to the same depth that David is experiencing here, but that, oh, like they are... Rejoicing in my suffering right now. That's a horrible feeling that yeah. somebody is like, ha, you know, this is what I wanted to see you fall, to see you experience these things. That is a terrible thing to have to walk through. Yeah. Verse 22 to 24, you have seen, O Lord, do not be silent. O Lord, do not be far from me. Awake and rouse yourself for my vindication, for my cause, my God, my Lord. Vindicate me, O Lord, my God, according to your righteousness and let them not rejoice yeah. over me
1: for you english readers
0: well i'm english so yeah. what do you mean
1: you'll notice lord is written differently there mm-hmm. so in this anyways, david david yeah. right there in this section is switching between yahweh the covenant name for god yeah. and adonai the the fatherly That's right. loving name and so he's he again it's one of those spots mm-hmm. where when you see that difference we need to slow down and go like, what's he, what's David doing, right? You've seen covenant God, hmm. so the loving God, don't be far from me.
0: Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, there's a, both like of there's, your character he's, here. He's
1: he's working through who God is right. in the midst of this prayer. Exactly. And, and appealing to the name, which is the the character traits that specific to those names, right? That's
0: right. Yeah. And I think we know here that the Lord sees, David knows, God you see, Lord you are near. Mm. And then I love, again, vindicate me according to your righteousness, not mine. I don't have any without you. Not according to their anger, but your righteousness. And this, again, is we can see Jesus here in the Psalms. I love how we can see Jesus in the Psalms. Yeah. Because when we are surrendered to Jesus, we are vindicated by his righteousness, not our own unrighteousness. Right? So there's a little bit that we need to realize there is nothing good in us. Right. Only in him. So verse 25 and 26 say, let them not say in their hearts, aha, our heart's desire. Let them not say, we have swallowed him up. Like we've won. Let them be put to shame and disappointed altogether who rejoice at my calamity. Let them be clothed with shame and dishonor who make them spy themselves against me. So again, he's saying, let them not get their way. Don't let them rejoice over me. Let them be shamed and disappointed. So he's, again, asking God for shame and dishonor. Verse 27, mm-hmm. let those who delight in my righteousness shout for joy and be glad and say evermore, great is the Lord who delights in the welfare of his servant. Mm-hmm. So here again, it switches. We haven't heard of people being on David's side or rejoicing with David and wanting good things for him, but right. they're there. Right. right. And I think sometimes we need to remember that in our own lives when we only see the negative and we only see people after us that look for those people who want your good and are praying for, for God to restore yeah. you and uplift you and show you himself. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, so verse 27 where he says, let those who delight in David's righteousness, again, it's the opposite. Let them shout for joy. Let them be glad. And again, he's praising, great is the Lord. So that underneath all of this, great is the Lord, always, yeah. regardless of your circumstance, regardless of your situation, whatever God is walking, asking you to walk through, he is great. Yeah. And we end in verse 28. Then my tongue shall tell of your righteousness and of your praise all the day long. Yeah. So David says, I will speak of your righteousness and praise all day long. And what I think is kind of um, interesting is that this is what he's saying. This is what I'm going to do. But he is doing that. Mm-hmm. He is talking about God's righteousness. He's talking about God's sovereignty. He's talking about how great he is and that he's praising him, even in this. So David is already doing that.
1: Yeah. There's a layer here, right, Like that helps us to understand with an imprecatory psalm. Mm -hmm. There's a few of them, um, and we'll encounter more as we go through. This idea that you can actually be um, spiritually um, on the offensive, not that you're being offensive, but you're on the offensive. So many of our passages that we learn and the things that we understand is... Right, we put on the armor of faith, yeah, which is all defensive yeah, stuff. God, yeah. Right, mm-hmm. we talk about God being our shield, mm-hmm. so He is going to protect us. And, yeah. but these imprecatory psalms change change the the mentality to this reality. Like we can, we actually have biblical, you know, here is a here is an example where we have a biblical way to ask God to remove,
0: yeah absolutely people yep uh,
1: however that might be and 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 i mean i'll you know i talk to people about this all the time there have been times in our lives mm. where we have prayed for people to go away right, <laughs> because, right. because they were Uh, a thorn in ministry flesh they were difficult they were
0: leading people astray
1: people astray whatever Mm -hmm. it was so we're like no god you need to remove these people Mm -hmm. um and this is is ultimately what david is doing here he's saying Mm -hmm. look i'm trying to lead your people Mm -hmm. these these people are seeking to destroy me because of that Mm
0: -hmm.
1: so so remove them it's not just protect me it's remove them.
0: Right. And, and only God can do it.
1: Yes. Right. And yeah. David is
0: admitting that like, okay, hey, these people well,
1: and that's the thing are is not is honoring the, you. The imprecatory Psalms give us that blueprint of how, right. to, how to do this well, which is plead to God, yeah. leave it to him and
0: praise. Exactly. Yeah. So here David is being persecuted and he longs for God's justice to be swift and final. And for us, that's Jesus. Mm. Jesus is coming for all of us and we pray and we long for God's kingdom to come. So I think my question today for you is who do you need to pray for? Who do you need to bring before God? Who do you need to be rescued from? Is there someone that you need to ask God to remove from your life in his way, in his timing, for his glory? And my encouragement is don't give up. Be persistent like David. David longs for righteousness. Be persistent in your longing for righteousness. Wait for the Lord. And while you wait, praise him.
1: Well, if, thanks for joining us uh, for our conversation today. If you've enjoyed the podcast, you can always subscribe, leave a like or comment on our social streams, or even tell others about us. We appreciate any help in getting connected to people who are interested. As always, you can find us online at discipleship.ca. And, <coughs> excuse me. On fa- <coughs> Facebook and Instagram. Have a great day. Hope you can join us next time.
0: Until next time.